This week on Prequel Sequel Remake, I will have gone, baby. Gone. Uh, Brad kind of needs to be alive to pull up his end of the bargain, so that's going to be a no for me, BJ. Don't miss Prequel Sequel Remake. Some movies shouldn't exist. Let's pretend they do. I'm Piercer Herter. I'm a dead man's corpse. And I'm hot spanks you. Okay. That's <laughs> that's unnecessary. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kicking off the Halloween season with some black and orange tatas. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, Scott. About two days ago I was going down the private parts rabbit hole. Watched no. the, a couple a couple different thre- theatrical trailers. Uh, Molly, my girlfriend Molly, couldn't believe that was a real thing. That there's a Howard Stern movie. Yeah, there is. A successful Howard Stern oh, movie. Oh, yeah. This is only about me versus the FCC. Uh, me uh, uh, just standing naked behind fucking New York buildings or something. Hey, baby, I'm larger than life. Let's stop this now. Hey, welcome. Halloween <laughs> show, guys. Yeah, hey. the, the final Halloween show of We're the Halloween getting season. getting so ready to candy, so ready for mask, and so much of the bowls and <laughs> the toilet papers. Oh, and, the, and, the, and the sign that says take one, but you, you always take more than one. Well, you'd be you just good shit yeah, 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 I know. If it's a bunch of, like, By the end of the night, Necco wafers, you you're got, leaving those you would You would think I'd be the asshole who fucking, like, took the whole bowl, but I definitely, like, respect, like, the Halloween rules, and it's like, no, no other kids can get any. It's like, I hate when I come to an empty bowl. Yeah. Why would you do that? Just take one. Jesus it's Christ. It's so scary when you put the hand out and you take the candy from the bowl, but then another little hand that's automated goes ah, right on top <laughs> of your hand, and it's like, where did that come from? Where did it come from? It's not attached to a body. It's a scary hand. It's trying to stop me from getting candy. It's very scary. Ice machine. We got an ice smoke machine. Coming, the smoke coming out. It's so scary because it looks like fog, but it's not. Is fog scary, Scott? Fo- no, but the, the the fake fog is. The fake fog is scary. Fake fog is scary. That shit ain't even We live fog. in the Bay Area. We're quite familiar with fog. Real not anymore. Fog. Yeah, not right. That's true. Not right. Yeah, it's, it's been true. a while <laughs> yeah. since we had the fog. And welcome to Prequel Sequel Remake, the movie and comedy podcast where we do what, Desmond? Man, we take movies that have had prequel sequels or remakes, and we fucking make them. And we remix it to Gasolina. Because you want a Dame Moss. Hoppe, hoppin' song. It's good old times in the oh club. Shaking things. All oh sorts God. of things. The Halloween and the ghosts. And speaking of the Halloween and the ghosts. Speaking of the Halloween and the ghosts and the blue, uh, what <laughs> movie are we doing this week, Scott? We're doing. Beetlejuice. If you're coming to this movie, you're expecting something about astronomy, you're going to be really disappointed. Yes. Um, so anyway, yeah, the movie is Beetlejuice from 1988, directed by Tim Burton. Uh, I think it's his second major yes. uh, release. Yeah. Um, starring Winona Ryder, Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, and Michael Keaton as the title character Beetlejuice. Barbara and Adam Maitland, a recently deceased couple, come to terms with their own death and plot to scare off the new inhabitants of their old home. Befriending the family's eccentric daughter, Lydia, the two employ the help of a mischievous-slash-pervert bioexorcist called Betelgeist and end up getting more than they bargain for. Well, they sure do. They do. It's just a (coughs) rowdy time that they have there in that house. It's it's real scary. (coughs) 
is real scary. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's not really scary no, at all. No, There's nothing no, scary about I, this movie, and just no. be, it, it's about ghosts and ghouls and dead people. But it, it, it's like a fantasy comedy. Yeah, it's, yeah really, you can barely put it. Uh, evil, Evil Dead is a horror comedy. Shaun of the Dead, which we did. Yeah, uh, a horror comedy, like. Even Shaun of the Dead isn't very scary. That's beside the point. This movie isn't very scary. So let's kick it off. Uh, 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 what's the deal? Uh, what is everyone's uh, um, um, attachment to this movie, if any at all? Uh, uh, did you watch it as a kid? Did you Did you not? Um, um, I didn't watch this as a child. Um, this came out before I was born. Um, spoilers. No. What year did it come out? Ni- 1988. 1988. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I watched the cartoon show. I watched like, the cartoon I, show a lot. I have a m- way more of a connection to the cartoon show than the actual movie itself. And I definitely saw the cartoon show first. So when I first saw this as a child, I was like, what? Who are these other characters? Why isn't Beetlejuice like eating bugs and getting into mischief? It's super confusing. It's almost yeah. like a real Ghostbusters, um, um, re- you know, Ghostbusters right. movies type situation. Not as extreme, but yeah. <laughs> There is the cartoon show. I don't want to go too deep into the cartoon because we're here to talk about the movie. But the cartoon show um, portrays Beetlejuice and Lydia as like best buds. And, and Beetlejuice is kind of an inspector gadget type character. He transforms into whatever the fuck he wants, given the situation. And they go on adventures in the neither world or whatever. There's all sorts of crazy characters. This movie is not that at all. And that's no. jarring to a child. It is. Uh, when, when this like friendly mischief maker is portrayed as a... Uh, a, a, a complete pervert oh, and deplorable yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, entity. He's disgusting. Uh, um, yeah, and you know, uh, you know, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself there. No, no, you can go ahead, uh, Scott. What do you? What are you? What were your memories of Beetlejuice? Memories. Memories. Yes. Beetlejuice is just a cool guy. No, uh, he's <laughs> he's he's actually not. But I think that the movie's effects are really cool. I think they are yes. that very distinctive Tim Burton you know what he's so got so famous for oh, it's the gestation that, that look um, yeah and, definitely the origin of that and uh, what might be horrifying to some children I was really into stuff like that oh so yeah just absolutely cool creature effects and the world the, the, the netherworld with the sandworms and everything sandworms that was really cool uh, for me um, and honestly even though as you look back on it now Beetlejuice is only in like what, like twenty minutes of the movie. He's I not, looked it up. He's not in it. Seventeen and a half minutes. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not in, in it. Movie. A ton. Not in it now. Um, although he is, you know, still the best part of the movie. Um, I as as a child, I just could care less about any of the rest of the plot elements. Just waiting for, for Beetlejuice to come back and, mm. and yeah, you know, do his thing. And I, uh, and and the miniatures. I like the I like the world of the miniatures and how you know in the grave area, it kind of like. It, it still looked like the AstroTurf. I thought like that kind of attention to detail. Uh, it was really cool. It is cool. Yeah, yeah, it, it is cool. Um, yeah, it's funny you bring up like being a kid watching it and just not caring about the Maitlands. Um, because upon watching it again, I really like the Maitlands yeah, a lot. Well, no. yeah. I, 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 I think there's something super sweet and romantic about like this couple that that's dead. And they kind of just come to terms with it in like four minutes, and like, mm. like and they're like, "Yeah, oh, oh shit, this is how it is. Well, let's figure this out." I will say, um, um, the movie does itself a great disservice with their death because they they drive a car off a thing and they drown in like ten feet of water. It's like a really unconvincing death. They should have just shown the car going off the side of the bridge and a splash sound because it was really like the car falls like eight feet into ten feet of water and they drown. 
Well, off hey, I mean, you know, you can you can fall down into one of those five gallon buckets and die if you if you look at the little graphic on the side of them. So it is <laughs> yeah. possible. Right? I understand. It's just not very um, appealing cinematically. Sorry to backtrack for a sec. Yeah, the Maitlands played by Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis. Yeah, uh, Alec Baldwin. Very like, early. I've never Alec seen Baldwin. him look that attractive. Yeah. And he also never, doesn't like this movie. He no, like he his performance in this movie, which is mm. kind of just leave it to him to be like, okay, wow, you, this cherished movie that you, pompous you, bastard. You really don't like it. Okay, uh, you do. You you do a serviceable job as yourself in this movie. You don't need to be any thing else you, you you did it you did it fine just, yeah just shut up yeah he's he's fine don't worry about it all right yeah exactly you know uh, funny you like this it was almost bill pullman or he was asked just uh, <laughs> like damn oh, just think of all been. the wincing and, and <laughs> nodding that we've missed ah he could have given a speech about how this was our independence day but instead yeah he didn't <laughs> he did <laughs> he gave a speech about uh this is uh i don't know desmond what does alec baldwin say oh uh, yeah <laughs> alec baldwin this movie what's uh, he mostly I, just complains about wallpaper and miniatures i need to go to the store uh, we're yeah. gonna spend our vacation um, I, know. What, what, I don't know. He doesn't even sound like that yet. Yeah, no, he doesn't. It's so, I like. I almost forget it's him. I love Gina Davis. Anytime. Oh, she's I love in Gina Davis. Too. I absolutely she's think wonderful. she's like one of the most charming like actors of her. You know, heyday. Like yeah, she's, like mid eighties to mid nineties. Fucking great. Mm. Um, um, man. Yeah, the, the fly is awesome. Her and Goldblum yes. just playing off each other, just oozing like the fly is, sexiness. Of the fly is the best. <laughs> yeah, the fly is another good movie. No, it is. Um, um, a remake. But yeah, essentially, but yeah. Barbara and Adam die. Um, and they, I guess when you die, you are just, you know, left to haunt your own house. The, the, the rules aren't exactly clear to they me. They don't really specify. They, but yeah, they 125 it. years in your house was what they were told. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I think it might be case by case thing. Like, they show this, like, football team that dies in, like, a bus accident so i'm guessing like they're gonna have to haunt a bus or some crap like that sure like, right i think it's almost intentionally vague and they fill in the gaps when they need to like oh you didn't finish reading the manual this is what this happens because it's like if you made a movie where it's like someone dies and then the first thing they do is spend like a half hour reading a manual <laughs> yeah be kind of a boring it movie would, it would not be good. uh i don't think it would carry as well but at the same time there's, there's some inconsistencies with like who gets to, who has to go where and wait for what when they die and and mm. and do they right are they how are they both in the house but they're also in this place they had to draw the door where are they going uh, sure it's, it's interesting you're, you're gonna uh, run yourself in circles on the logical yeah, uh, or like yeah. what exactly are the rules which you don't really need to know but yeah, yeah like they, 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 they go to the neither world nether world whatever it is using their guide to learn how to scare off the people who've moved into their home their home is a beautiful home and there's been a realtor trying to sell it to a, a family yeah uh, repeatedly um, and then she does she does the second yeah. they die so they've got to get this family the uh, the the Dietzes, which yes. is uh, Charles, Delia, and, and Lydia. Uh, Lydia, played by Jeffrey Jones, Catherine O'Hara, and Winona Ryder, respectively. Um, yeah. I will say Catherine O'Hara is like one of my favorite um, character actresses. Great and, comedic actress. And she is Hilarious. fantastic in this part. She's yeah. a stupid, bougie New York so good. experimental artist. She is wonderful. I ad- I adore her in this role. They're, they're, Jeffrey Jones is solid. It's just really hard to watch him in anything. A lot of dudes are age. Third, third movie of his that we've yeah. done in this show. Hey, well, we got to do Amadeus and get another one in there. <laughs> a, a lot of guys our age will talk about how Lydia, like they when they were young, of course, they thought Lydia was like so hot. Uh, um, me, it was always 
um, Julia's mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, right. Dealey, I thought Delia oh, was kind of like, oh, no, oh. she's kind of like cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> liked her. You liked her weird arm. Yeah, chair that's know. like a I weird. She's kind of hot. Uh, I don't know. Uh, right, but well, she's hilarious. She's absolutely. hilarious. Oh no, she's wonderful. I'm like, watch any Christopher Guest movie. She shows up and is great in it. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Is she married to Michael McKean? Or, or one I of them, know. one of like the Maybe. major players. I think it's like the, ugh, I, I'm probably I think wrong. they were all in a comedy troupe together, and that's why they just keep working together. Um, I will say my favorite performance of hers is as the drunken pilled out mom in Orange County. Um, it's wonderful. That movie's oh, not yeah. very good. Oh, Jesus, I was just thinking about. You yeah, know I was thinking about that because we were watching. What we're well, watching Survivor? Oh, and Mike White's in it, and Mike yeah. White's the, the, yes. the writer and the, the, the movie. I think he's the English teacher in the beginning of Orange it's County. A, this is a great season, Desmond. You're watching a great season. <laughs> I was watching it with you. You put it on. Oh yeah, I haven't right. watched any more, but I want to watch. it. Oh, it's a great season. You pitched it. To watch me it successfully. Yeah, one of my favorite professional wrestlers is in it. Um, so they go to the Netherworld, and um, they're they're basically um, talking to a receptionist type guide. Yeah, spe- they're, they're caseworker. Caseworker. Yeah, of how to scare these people out of their home because they want their home to themselves. Um, basically, it's explained to them that they have to do it themselves. Uh, they see an ad for this this scummy car salesman like bio exorcist beetle guys beetle guys beetle guys um played by michael keaton the title character um who claims he can get rid of you know unwanted living people Mm -hmm. uh therefore warned heavily that you don't want to fuck with this guy rumpelstiltskin type deal just you know you get more than you bargain for type asshole um they're unsuccessful in spooking the people out they employ the help of Beetlejuice mm-hmm. and shit goes wrong. Yeah. I will say their attempts to spook them out. The first one where Gina Davis like pulls off her face as she's like hung in the closet. Super, super creepy. Um, Scott mentioned the makeup earlier. Um, v Neal fans of the show face off. Oh, would be yeah, familiar with yeah, her. Yeah. Um, she won an Oscar for her makeup work in this film and she did a great job. But then their second like scaring attempt where they like, it's the one song and they make them all dance and sing the song. Like, the Harry Belafonte. Yeah, it's like that's not spooky. It's not spooky. That's just fun. That's like it's a fun story between friends. Now that's not. That's well, not remember spooky. that time we were all haunted and we, we did that song and dance number together. That was that was awesome. <laughs> so oh sorry, I forgot to mention that the daughter Lydia can see can see that can see the Maitlands. Yeah, um, and no one else can. I guess the, the explanation is that she's strange and unusual, aka she's goth. She's goth. Yeah. Um, uh, she's a goth photographer. Right. She observes the world. So one of Delia's eccentric uh, friends from New York, Otho, who's actually one of my like secondary favorite characters in the whole thing. Oh, I definitely I love Otho. There, yeah. He's like, he learned, they, everyone kind of learns of the goat that the place is haunted and they want to conduct a seance and make the place a like tour spot for mm-hmm. paranormal activity or something. Yeah. And shit just goes wrong. Beelgy starts spooking them, all that shit. Yeah. I think we've gotten into the Lots of, of practical plot. effects. Um, Beetlejuice uh, eventually tries to uh, marry Lydia. Yes. In one of the yes. weirdest decisions of the film, he um, does not succeed, and then kind of wraps it up in a bow off screen and the dance again in the end. It's very weird. He, wants, he has to, for no reason, he has to marry a woman to be freed. Yeah, from that realm. Oh, we, we forgot to mention, if you say his name three times, he appears or disappears. Yeah. That's Anybody like, who's ever heard of this movie 
knows that. Yeah, I know. But, but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's funny. Yeah. We're, we're, we're reviewing a movie that that like is widely known. I think we're explaining it more in depth yeah. than any other. Movie. Like, yeah, really and everyone's like, yes, yes, we, yes, we, know, we know what happens. We've seen. We'll cool it. But controversial opinion. I don't think this movie is very good. Really? I don't think Beetlejuice is very good. I don't think it holds up at all. Um, yeah, I think a lot of the humor is aged really badly, particularly um, the gender jokes and the suicide jokes, of which there are many. What gender well, jokes? Uh, well, I mean, mainly, I shouldn't say, like, jokes, but mainly, like, how they treat gender in it. Like, they're, like, they have the dinner party where they all sing, and then, like... That one guy's like wife is like being a little like too much, and he, he like makes a joke about her like wanting to like kill herself or something like that. And Dude, then she's don't I didn't retain yeah, and, and that. Then, <laughs> um, the whole like marrying Lydia, fucking. Well, yeah, that's fucking weird. Fifteen year old tops. That's what st- stuck out to me. It was just like this is this is just like, weird. Ugh. There's like absolutely no. I can't even say like I don't think it. I can't even fall back and. Defend anything about that because it's just like there's no, no reason for this made no up reason rule yeah. of that, that, like this 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 ghost that's hundreds thousands of years yeah. old has yeah, to marry right. this young woman. It's, yeah. it's weird. And it, uh, they did tone it down a lot apparently from the original draft in which he was uh, trying to uh, trying to 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 kill them um, oh. and uh, and. And, and rape and do other stuff like oh. that. So they, they they toned it down quite a bit. Um, but yeah, there's still some residual stuff. I I enjoy the movie. I think you know it's it it is what it is. You know I do and, too. You know, but I feel like I cut you off when you were going that, when you were, you, were, you were talking at length. I, yeah, I, I didn't no, mean to do that. Overall, I'd say I was just bored for most of the movie. Like I was this wasn't the, quite the experience when we watched Wild Wild West. Was like this will be fun, and then it was just this horribly insensitive racist home. Um, not, no, kind of homophobic and misogynistic like mess. This, this movie? Homophobic? No, no, I was just saying Wild Wild West. Oh, Wild Wild West, yeah. But it, but it was like, I was like, oh, this will be, be fun. This was young Tim Burton, you know, ambitious, trying new things. This will be great. And I was, while I was watching it, I was like, man, I wish he just like leaned more into the, like the goth stuff like um, Edward Scissorhands, like a lot more. Oof. It's like so like, it's, I don't know, man. It feels like it's trying to pander to a wider audience while not being that unique. I, I don't know. I it just didn't really do anything for me. I didn't, didn't do anything for you. I laughed at one joke, and the practical effects are pretty good. The makeup is great. Um, I really liked Catherine O'Hara. I liked the guy who played Otho a lot. It's more of a philosophical question, but we should should we try to judge movies in the time they came out, or should we judge them uh, by today's standards of you know what is politically correct or acceptable? Neither. I think you should judge a movie on whether you fucking liked watching it at all. I do. You know I mean, I didn't like watching. And it's it. like if that's how you yeah. felt. I, there's nothing I could, you know. On the, the like you know correctness of like some of the things they do, that's a whole another topic. But it's like I don't know if you didn't enjoy it, right? You know, right, right, uh, right. whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, I, I have a lot of love for this movie. Um, I think the Beetlejuice performance, Michael Keaton made choices and stuck to him. I think it's a totally awesome performance. I like Michael Keaton be- be- as an actor be- be- a lot. Beetlejuice yeah. just himself is just like, oh yeah, I know you're skeevy. I don't like what you do, but it's just. You know, but I mean, that's to, in character. It's in character. It's, it's very great. Much, yeah. gr- him trying to. I think as far as the, the character fly to goes, the I mean, for a movie that could have just you know kind of came and went, it, it, it sticks out in your mind just because of that performance. It's fucking Beetlejuice. You know? it's, it's, 
I absolutely love the performance. It's a classic. Um, yeah. And like I was saying earlier, I really like the Maitlands. I, I like them exploring and them being our, our vessel to like experience this. And they're just like a nice, happy couple. They don't really have a problem with each other. They get along. Um, I, I like them a lot. Um, I, I do. I do really enjoy this. This is a Halloween like must. For me, it's a, every every Halloween. Um, it's not a must for me, but I, I respect your opinion. There you go. Um, yeah, I like. Do you want it, my right. Do you want my DVD of it that I bought because it cost it the same to rent it on Amazon? No, I I own it. Scott, do you want it? Wait, I bought it for you. You never just mind. got me a VHS copy. All right, never mind. Well, I guess we all own Beetlejuice now. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, put um, it on. Put it on at the same time, and it's, it it'll up. sync up. You know, like Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it'll be like. It's harmony, though. It'll just harmonize with yeah. itself. A yeah. few notable mentions here. I wanted to bring up the single use of the word fuck in a PG movie. That's, mm. that, that, this yeah, movie one sticks out free. to me. Not, one uh, for uh, free. Uh, nice fucking model. Um, man, he's so, such an asshole in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He makes the jerk-off motion. He's just fucking crude. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Oh, he's he's awesome. Um, no, I, I love Michael Keaton as an actor. I'm, like, surprised he had such a lull. Like, right, like, in the early 90s, just disappeared. Right? Yeah. And then just came back in the late, like, 20 aughts. Like, and then Birdman and Spider-Man Homecoming. He's great in Spider-Man Homecoming. He's really good in Spider-Man Homecoming. And playing a, like, not-that-good villain, I might add. The Vulture, everyone's favorite Spider-Man villain. You know, the Vulture. You're thinking of things he's done. You know his suit. You know he's... You might even know the color of his suit. You don't, though. Nope. You might, but nope. you don't. I, I especially don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think he's a great comedic actor, and I think it's one of his... Fucking classic things. Fucking you can You almost can't even tell that it's him. No. You know, which is which is how you know that he the really ultimate. did that whole transformation really well. And then you get Batman compliment. a year later. Yeah. yeah. God. Yeah. No. People like criticize like DC's decisions now, but they're like, you got the guy who made Beetlejuice and the guy who was Beetlejuice to be Batman. Prince is writing the music. What? But it worked. It did work. Well, I mean, Batman's pretty good. I think Batman Returns is a better movie. Uh, that's just me though. There are a lot of puns in it, though. They're really bad. It's, it's, whole, it, yeah. it, it's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good conversation to have and save that. Yeah. Batman versus Batman Returns. There's yeah. a lot to unpack there. I was Better. thinking about that the other day. I also think, and I'm just pitching this live here, free flow thing. Uh, uh, I think we should watch like the first entry in all the Spider-Man incarnations and then talk about like we oh, should watch man. like Sam Raimi Spider-Man, The Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man, then Spider-Man Homecoming, and we should yeah. just like. Like flow and like record something and just like talk about it right there. All right, I mean, it's, it's gonna it's weird. I bet it's weird. It's, it's weird. I've never <laughs> seen the Amazing Spider-Man. It just never it's appealed to me. I was bad. just pissed off that they cast Emma Stone, the perfect Mary Jane, as Gwen Stacy. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you doing that? Yeah. So, um, Desmond, would you recommend this movie? Absolutely. I think you you you've probably seen it. Um, I think it's really funny, even though a lot of a lot of the gags are just kind of gross and don't hold up. And we probably wouldn't make those. I'm an old man marrying an underage girl jokes today. But other than that, I think it's a completely enjoyable, awesome ho- Halloweeny comedy romp. Especially the parts where he's covering her mouth and literally speaking. Yeah, for her. I. Come on, I, I'm not condoning it. I'm sorry. I, I know. I, I'm sorry. I'm digging in hard because I don't really like it. Um, Scott. Yeah. Well, I I like it. I, I, I you know, it's a, it's a good movie. That's all I gotta say. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well, um. 
I wouldn't really recommend it. Uh, I recommend the 90s cartoon show more. No. Yeah, come on, Don't, Des. Uh, look, look, <laughs> look I'm, 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 I'm not debating your lack of recommendation for this, but I, 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 I sold, to, said this to the guys the other day when we were texting and stuff. It's like I watched a whole bunch of car- the cartoon in preparation, probably three episodes worth. Um, in preparation for this episode, the cartoon is insufferable. I'm sure. I'm sure. It absolutely is. I'm insufferable. Sure it is. <laughs> I, 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 I had the, I had this idea that it was like, no, the cartoon was a, the cartoon was a classic. Um, um, I thought I could go watch it like a Rocco or that type thing. It's just like, oh no, Beetlejuice is just so obnoxious, and all the, there's so many puns, and there's just the obnoxious undead characters. It's bad. It's bad. Uh, and certain DVD copies, though, I think you get three free episodes, including with the movie. Like, uh, like, um, yeah. when they're making those DVDs with that were like uh, cardboard with like the snap. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. that, that's like the, the copy first I have. Gen, like yeah. the first gen DVD. It's got three episodes on um, it. Oh, I hate those DVD cases. Yeah, they're really dude. bad. Yeah. They, they, just, those are, they degrade I'm, real yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, so if we ever release a DVD full of, of audio, what? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you can store a lot of It would have to be one of those. Yeah. 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 Everybody's got DVD drives anymore. Yeah. People still totally have discs everywhere. Yes. Lots of physical media. And you know, if you wanted to purchase some physical media and uh, support the podcast, you could do that, Scott Andrew. How, 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 do we, how do we go about that, Peter? Well, you would go to prequelsequelremake.com. Um, you'd hit that big support link right there. That'll take you to Amazon.com, everyone's favorite online retailer. 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 Yes. And yeah. um, any purchase you complete on that trip sends us a little commission. That'll help pay for the podcast. Doesn't cost you anything. Just go to hit that support link, bookmark it. Don't go to Amazon.com. Just go straight to that. Every time you do, helps us keep the podcast going. Cha-ching. Exactly. Um, and really, really don't want to harp on like the money thing. Like, frankly, we're just happy people are listening to the show. No, we're not. We're gonna harp on the money thing. <laughs> <laughs> Give us some money. <laughs> uh, well, here it is, beginning of season three. <laughs> yeah, start off season three um, with a bang at the money grab. Um, well, if you wanted to, just let's, let's give us fork money. over the cash. <laughs> if you want, Mister <laughs> and Mrs. and they, come on. Okay, I love that you all listen. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, well, we love you. If you did want to directly give us money, prequel sequel remake dot com. There's a big donate button right there. Just hit the button. It'll you'll know what to do from there. Who do I trust? I trust money. It speaks to me. And I'm you a can very also- special relationship with money. And and you can also uh, uh, do an anchor thing, right? Where you can uh, become a listener supporter. Listener supporter, exactly. Yeah. Just go to anchor.fm slash prequel sequel remake. We have a couple supporters right now. I'm ranking in some big um, Lincolns right now, everybody. Big Lincolns. Um, so, you know, if you wanted to help support the podcast, it doesn't cost a lot to keep this going, but it does cost something, and every little bit we can get helps. And, um, you know, not having money is scary. And what's scarier than that? Halloween! That's and true. We're, we're just on the cusp of that. Yeah, what's we're up? cusping it up. Um, <laughs> Please never say cusping it up. <laughs> you know what's really scary is November 1st when you wake up and you just feel kind of bummed out because it's like, well, Halloween just came and went. And got we do it. It's like it's November. And whose favorite mm. month is November? Mm, yeah. Like, November. Yeah. It's just a big tease leading up to December. That's but, all uh, November is. Before we uh, move on, did I come in here with a watch? 
I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think so. I've ever seen you wear a watch. <laughs> I wear a watch like all the time. I wear this Fallout watch. Yeah, he's got a Fallout watch. Oh, yeah, that's I, don't, right. I don't remember it, Desmond. Sorry, no. weird note. The one thing I wanted to know about the movie before we get into the meat of the show, though, yeah. the, the Beetlejuice theme music by Danny Elfman, oh, yeah. fucking great. Oh, yeah. I absolutely yeah. love it. Danny Elfman ruled in the early Tim Burton days, but that's another song, much like... Um, What's the Wire World song you use? Smokers Attack? Escaping the Smokers. Escaping the Smokers. It's reused in tons of trailers and other movies. Yeah, yeah. It's like like the the Beetlejuice theme is in all the trailers for the scary movie. The scary movies. Hmm. Um, Others as well. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. I haven't noticed it in a lot of other places. uh. Well, let's dive into the meat of the show um, with our very first segment, the prequel. Which is penned this week by... Somebody. Um, We've actually got a special guest. He's running a little bit late tonight. Um, And uh, let me see. I think think he's he's right outside. Let me go grab him real quick. Oh, well, um, hello, stranger. Um, Welcome to Prequel Sequel Remake. What's going on, guys? Yeah, Yeah. you want to introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, Um, Name's Grog, and... uh, yeah, hey, thanks for having me on your uh, little show here. Uh, he smells, man. Um, uh, uh, Grog, uh, <laughs> what happened to Scott? Like, Scott went out to get uh, you, and he um, didn't come No, I, he has to I have him hold the door for a bit outside, because I, I, don't, I don't need that door to close behind me. I needed I, to stay ajar. He's just going to hang there for a while. Um... But hey, you guys, it's cool because you guys, you know, you guys have a movie review show uh, coming out and about Halloween stuff. And that's that's kind of funny because I also have a movie review show, Halloween movie review show over on on my show called In Living Terror Presents. And uh, it's actually coming out is 10 days to Halloween. Uh, so at this point, there's been a few of them coming out and uh it's really cool stuff i mean we cover a lot of interesting movies that you know uh probably you guys haven't covered like we did like matthew blackheart monster smasher no and you'd be surprised we actually got to that grind. yeah we did oh uh well we did like anaconda and stuff anyway i mean i don't know how many episodes you guys have Anaconda. Like, uh, that's the one we can't cover we actually can't, it's really yeah. great that you yeah, yeah. you got to you know you got to go there. Yeah, it, it is. It is pretty cool, actually. And uh, yeah, we got a lot of cool movies. There's, uh, I don't know how you, you know how many you guys are doing. Probably like four or five or something. We're doing ten. I'm not saying that that's you know that our show is like better than your show, but we also have like you know scary scary green screen stuff going on and yeah. video okay. so it's, it's really just, cool that you came on uninvited and just started plugging your own shit yeah, but, yeah. and know. also heavily criticized us uh, unnecessarily yeah really so, really yeah. really just making yourself welcome here but you know please continue uh, uh, um oh, uh, god did you spit out like three flies can now? i have that can i have the whiskey oh thanks hey well, <laughs> Uh, hey, thanks for drinking straight from the bottle, bro. Yeah, yeah that fuck, backwash. Yeah. There, there was a lot of backwash in there. I think a tooth got down in there. Um, yeah, and looks like three more flies. Do you just have uh, like a colony inside you? Where's Scott? Or? Where's Scott? Yeah, yeah where, Scott where, back where, here. Yeah, where is Scott? Nah, he's cool, man. Don't even fucking trip about him. All right, anyway. so we got Grog on um, prequel. prequel. So that's right. Yeah, I thought you know a little hybridization of the whole thing. You know, 
because this is a movie that really spoke to me. But it is a very uh, touching movie in a lot of ways that was really special. And I just thought it could be a good place for me to come on your show and talk about what I do in my show. Yeah, you you took that liberty. Yeah. So let's hear what you got. Yeah. Grog. All right. All right. I'm not clapping. <laughs> Fetal juice. <laughs> All right. All right, not bad. Not a bad start. Tagline one. This Halloween... Get ready for something scary. Tagline two. This summer, this Halloween, get ready for something scary. <laughs> Written and directed by Grog. That's me. Oh, I had no idea. Beetlejuice was the coolest fucking kid on campus. <laughs> and he didn't even go to school. That's part of what made him so cool. He would roll up on his big Harley motorcycle and just idle for a while, smoking hella fucking cigarettes. They knew he was smarter and cooler than the other kids because of the way he dressed, with hella fucking cool spikes all over him and like four or five chains on his wallet. He was a rebel. No. <laughs> yeah, we got got to keep that money safe. <laughs> he was a rebel, no doubt about it. All the outcasts used to want to be like him. When we were hanging out in the parking lot doing drugs and pulling pranks, Beetlejuice would just rev his engine, burn out rubber, and laugh. <laughs> yeah, I'll wear a helmet when they don't make me look like a total fucking dweeb. He was a total badass. Jesus Christ. What? Don't don't bring up that here, Peter. Come on. I'd, um... Don't even worry about it. You need to really chill with the hostility, man. Yeah. You're like a... This is our house. Uh, You're I mean, a visitor. This is literally I'm, my I'm, house. I'm just yeah. wherever I am. You know, this is, this is just fine. Is Go ahead, Grog. One time, he had me on lookout while he robbed a thrift store for some new threads. That must have earned his trust, because from that moment on, I was his go-to guy for all kinds of illegal shit. Everything was real cool for a while. The hours were shit. I worked all night on a drink of rum. But there were some good times. <laughs> and it sure beat punching a clock. Yeah, it was only once we started dealing in hard drugs that I began to suspect the good times might not last forever. Down at the quarry, Beetlejuice and Grog meet with the drug dealer. Beetlejuice pulls out a knife and rips it through a block of cocaine, spilling coke all over the place. Hot damn, I always wanted to do that. <laughs> Says... <laughs> That's a good Beetlejuice, Grog. Yeah, well, I spent enough time with the guy. Yeah. Says Beetlejuice before taking a bump off the knife. Woo! Here, you try some, Grog. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm good for now. Hey, you fucking stupid or something? You're getting drugs all over the place. Oh, man. <laughs> Says the dealer Gonzo, as played by John Leguizamo. Yay! Well, at least, at least you know the beats you got hit to be on this show. Yeah, I know what show am I. <laughs> the fuck did you just call me? Beetlejuice got up in dude's face. Yeah, you really don't want to do this, man. Hey, uh, Beetlejuice, come on. Let's just pay the guy and let's get out of here. Yeah, sure, whatever. But this ain't over. Beetlejuice tosses the money at the dealer, kicks his motorcycle into high gear, and peels out. 
It was that devil-may-care attitude that drew me into Beetlejuice's badass lifestyle. But on another level, it was just reckless behavior. <laughs> it started to dawn on me that Beetlejuice might not have held any secret to living life on the edge behind his metal t-shirts and cool-ass patches on his jackets. Maybe he was just a misled youth on a quest for a dangerous identity. It was the 80s, after all. It was about that time that Wendy started hanging out with the punks. Oh. Even for a high schooler, she had the raspy voice of a pack-a-day convalescent. She was way too young for Beetlejuice, whose age I'm not totally sure about anyways, <laughs> but that didn't stop Juice from falling madly in attraction with her. He's framed as the Juice. <laughs> the ju- oh. He might want to check, you know, like that, okay. that, that nickname carries some weight. Well, uh, I don't go fuck. Hey, Grog, what's your opinion of OJ? <laughs> Orange juice is tasty. I mean, Let's like, move on. Othiris. I'm not going to comment on that. Fuck! <laughs> he would steal all sorts of stuff for her. Flowers, jewelry, roadkill. It was kind of weird, but it sort of worked for a while. I mean, there was nothing there. But it fulfilled something for Beetlejuice anyways. Then, without a word, Wendy moved out of state. Beetlejuice sulked for weeks. Started calling her all sorts of names that I won't repeat here because I'm a gentleman. You know the usual. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. I actually don't. Then, he just disappeared. The rumors started flying around the room like bats on candy. It's Halloween. <laughs> While the punks are hanging out in the parking lot, Grog is approached by some guy in a polo with a fucking sweater tied around his shoulders who probably flashes money around a lot to skip to the front of the line or whatever. As played by David Schwimmer. Hey, have you guys heard from Juice at all? All the popular kids are saying he killed himself. Yeah, since when did a square-ass prick like you give two shits about us punks? Fuck off. Are you kidding? I love Juice. He's a badass dude. I get to call him Juice. I love Juice. 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 (laughs) I just got what you were referencing. (laughs) Get the fuck- (laughs) Juice! Get the fuck out of here, narc. Beetlejuice is just off-grid for a while. You know how juice do. Yeah, that's what I thought. But of course, my dad's a doctor, and for some reason, he was delivered this death certificate. It says juice is dead. Just thought you should know. Juice! The certificate looked real and all, but who knows? Could have been a Photoshop. It was the 80s, after all. (laughs) Cause of death, suicide. Not cool, bro. But I've never been one to trust any sort of official documentation about anything. Because fuck the government. Anarchy. Yeah. Punk rock. Fucking going to shows and shit. Hell yeah. Cigarettes. Occasional jag of booze. Allegedly. Again with the jag. Again with the jag. I mean, that's how you drink booze. I needed to find out what happened for real. For Grog's sake. Grog hops on his skateboard and very slowly pumps the entire way down to the quarry. Because he isn't very good at skateboarding, <laughs> but skateboarding is hell of cool. Skateboarding is not a crime. 
He spots a familiar motorcycle stashed behind some trees. Hey, yo, Beat Beat, I know you're out here. I seen your motorcycle here. Come on, man. Enough with this bullshit. Uh, sorry. One more time. That's disgusting. Uh, Features got cut that. I don't need yeah. <laughs> gas expelled. Or- uh. Well, we'll see if there is a future Scott right here. Oh, wait. I thought he was just holding the door. What do you mean? Continue on. Yeah. Finish the story, then we'll talk. Grog walks up on Beetlejuice, listless and laying against a tree by the cliff edge. Several days worth of empty tubes of Tugert, candy wrappers, and beer cans <laughs> litter his nearby surroundings. Oh, man. Tugert, that's a, that's yes. a goddamn throwback that, that yeah. three people will get. <laughs> he looks like shit. Yo, dude, uh, what's up? What's up? Uh, she's gone, man. Gone. I feel like a part of me left with her. I feel gone. Beetlejuice squeezes the last of his current tube of Tugert into his mouth Ugh. and through a mouth of tuna and yogurt says, Gone, baby. Gone. Fuck, dude. You need to pull yourself together. That shit with Wendy wasn't even a real relationship. You're like a grown-ass man. Look at all that stubble. How old are you, anyways? <laughs> like, uh, two years older than you guys, tops. <laughs> and what the shit is with that death certificate? You fake your death over this Wendy shit? Well, I had to make it look convincing, didn't I? You, you absolutely fucking did not. None of what you did was necessary. Like, none of it at all. <laughs> Look, man. I never said I was a good person. A good salesman, sure. Cool drug dealer. Badass motorcycle. But I shouldn't be your hero. Oh, no, you're not. I know you and the other punks look up to me a lot. I'm kind of like a father figure to you guys, but you'll learn to get along without me. Dude, you just need to calm down. Why don't you... Back away from that precarious position on the cliffside there. It's giving me mad anxiety. <laughs> Just then, Gonzo the dealer emerges from the trees. Well, well. Thought you could go missing on me, did ya? I guess you thought once I heard you were dead that I just accepted at face value? Well, let me tell you. Gonzo never trusts what he hears from official sources. Because fuck the government. <laughs> Anarchy. <laughs> Gonzo steps closer to Beetlejuice, now standing face to face with his opponent. You really thought I'd just let all that money go bye-bye? Fifty fucking grand just disappeared right up your nostrils pretty easy, didn't it? Wait, what? Yeah, there were uh, a lot of reasons going on with the disappearance. (laughs) Oh, man. Gonzo pulls out a gun on Beetlejuice. A loaded gun! Whoa, 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 hold on there, partner. There's still plenty of money to be made here. Let me tell you what, let's make a deal. I'll pay you all the money, plus interest, just as soon as I can get it. How does that sound? Sounds to me like I'm talking to a dead man. Gonzo cocks the gun back and advances on Beetlejuice, who instinctively takes a step backwards and tumbles over the cliffside. Beetlejuice! Beetlejuice! Well, that, uh... Solves one problem, I guess. Okay, kid, I guess that means it's on you to make up his end of the money. Me? That's not fair. Fair? This is an illegal operation, and I need that fucking money or else. You better get nice and ready to work for me from now on, because your precious Beetlejuice ain't never coming back. 
Just then the sound of a motorcycle revving is heard. Beetlejuice, taking the form of a motorcycle, comes tearing up the cliffside and hovers above Gonzo. Did you miss me? What the fuck is this? Beetlejuice revs the engine and burns out his back wheel on Gonzo's face, spraying brain matter and skull fragments all over the place. Gore is hella cool. Fucking Halloween and shit. Yeah, I bet you like Quake, don't you, Grog? Hell yeah, I'm fucking always on Quake, dude. You just fucking hit hit me at my screen name. It's Grog420 Grog. I'll fucking smoke your ass, dude. Frag, no fucking frag. problem. You, you call what you want, I'll call what I want. Obviously, I know what I'm talking about because I play it so much and I'm so good at it. Clearly. Let's keep going. <clears throat> Gonzo's headless corpse slumps over the cliffside. Beetlejuice resumes his normal, albeit now dead and decomposed self, and lights up a cigarette. Grog is aghast. Dude, what the fuck is going on? How are you here right now? And were you just a motorcycle? Yeah, it's pretty badass, huh? Yeah, after I died here, I went to this creepy bureaucratic purgatory. Since my case was really weird with the whole fake death thing, and I, oh, I just got put in with this cool chick Juno for some civil service shit, and let me tell you, they try to box you in with this death thing, but really, you can do whatever the hell you want. So, long story short, I dabbled in the occult, and now all you gotta do is call my name three times, and here I am. Wow, that is pretty badass. It's still kind of fucked up how we got to this point, though. Eh, you know what? That's life. Now! Beetlejuice stomps out a cigarette and puts on sunglasses. Let's go rob a fucking bank. <laughs> the end! Yay! <laughs> All right, huh. um... Yeah, Grog, that was thoroughly entertaining. Oh, and and my say on everyone's behalf, it's good to meet you. It's good to meet the guy that uh, uh, Scott has frequently uh, referenced and done impressions of and written into scripts. Either I think he was featured now? heavily. You featured heavily in the Waterworld episode. You should go um, listen to it. Me? It's really nice that you like did any research on this podcast before coming on it. I really wow. appreciate that. Uh, but. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a talk with him, but thank you. Yeah, I I do. It is nice to be here with you guys, and, and uh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, I'd like to cordially extend an invite for you to come back around the holidays for a little holiday special oh, type deal. You mean other than Halloween? Yeah, you know yes. uh, the Crimbus type thing. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll be here. I'll definitely fucking yeah, dude. dude. Yeah. I'll have a little more of that whiskey. I'll definitely want to be here. Yeah, yeah. yeah Peter's kind of yeah. Just keep drinking from the glass, man. I mean uh, the bottle, man. <laughs> it's super, super classy of you. Um, so uh, what, are the, what does this kind of movie cost to make? That's right. Like? Yeah. Well, uh, you know what, what? How did this? How was this received? The critics' scores: eighty percent. A perfect portrait of punk junkie life during the Reagan years. It was the eighties, after all. Critic who reads too much into things. Lucky strike: West Virginia Slims. <laughs> Audience score: hundred <laughs> percent. This is the best movie ever made. Everybody, including Grog, USA. The budget: ten million dollars. Coke and motorcycles are expensive. <laughs> Avant-garde punk cinema verite, less so. Expected gross profit, $420 million Because weeds. <laughs> Hell yeah. Actual gross profit, $2 million. It lost a ton of money at the box office because most of the punks who went to see the movie just snuck in it because fuck paying for shit. You know what I mean? 
Uh, trivia. Although Michael Keaton was initially on board to reprise his role of Beetlejuice, let's be honest, no, he wasn't. <laughs> he never was. He's a big-name actor, and he's not going to crawl through the trenches on some low-budget trash for a bunch of nobodies. He's a prestige actor now, doing the, you know, uh, Oscar, Birdman yeah. in the fucking McDonald's movie. Yeah. Uh, hold on a second here, and let me grab one more Jackaboozer. Yeah, um, you can you can stop. I, I think we actually. I I, I think I left my uh, my motorcycle idling in, in the outside. Let me just go check on that real quick. I'll be I'll be right back for sure. Because uh, I really I'm gonna stick around for you guys' stories for sure. So just hang on one second. I'll be right back. All right, hang on one sec. Okay. Oh, hey Scott. Um, where's Grog? Uh, yeah. How about a better question, Peter? Would you guys just leave me outside for like three hours? It was really cold, and I didn't. Ha I left my sweatshirt in here. Didn't Grog just kind of rough me up a bit and 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 and, and kept me out there? Oh. I was trying to call up through the window. I don't know if you guys heard me or anything. No, no, was, we didn't. We were, no. It was blocked out by this uh, the saxophone. I'm really sorry. Uh, yeah, I kind of was premeditated. You guys, did you guys already do the prequel? We did. Parsons, we did. Or? Grog brought it. Oh, oh. Yeah, I grogged it one. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, you kind of uh, stuffed my mouth full of quarters, but, uh, well, at least I've got something to do my laundry with, so, well, anyway, let's, we can just, I guess, without, I can move on, I, you know, I don't want to hold up the train here, and, you know, we want to get the train moving. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, and this podcast is more important than your feelings, so, um, yeah, let's move on. And uh, That's more true. important than this podcast are trains. Because trains keep the locomotion going. Come on, Absolutely. baby, do the locomotion. It's totally the appropriate holiday for that. Yeah. Well, is there uh, an appropriate holiday for the? Lo for I, I think trains should uh, reclaim November because all what November got like what Thanksgiving? Yeah, train November. <laughs> train November. <laughs> if only we hadn't already done a big train movie already because we're not doing Train November, but but <laughs> no. you can. But we, you can in the audience. But but just make it like well, celebrate. We have something planned for Thanksgiving. You'll see. Oh. Oh, I, I, I mean, we know. Yeah, we know. <laughs> but it'll be trained member in spirit. Yeah, of course. I'll always, I'll always be in, in the bottom of my heart. So, um, we did the prequel, I guess, um, and uh, now we got to do the remake. No, 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 no the sequel. <laughs> I just get so confused about the order of things on our own show. Uh, so, this joke is, this bit is just keeps giving. Everybody loves this part. So uh, everyone, everyone loves centipede. It wasn't. It wasn't from you, Desmond, right? Because I know that it actually was done by Peter this time. Peter yes, got the sequel. I did get the Peter sequel. requested the sequel. I did actually. Yeah. So, so basically, this better be fucking good. I'm very curious. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the the no pressure attitude out there. Um, <clears throat> sequel title. Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. I knew yes. it. Yes. I knew it. <laughs> I, love I saw it. that in the trivia. I was like, oh, I, 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 this has got to be why Peter had to choose it. I'm like, good. Okay, good. I'm glad. Let's do it. Tagline. Must we go tropical? <laughs> <laughs> Alternate tagline. This movie has been in development for 28 years. <laughs> alternate, alternate tagline. Fun. Hell yeah. <laughs> Directed by Tim Burton. Because he requested that this sequel be made. Yeah. It's a fact. Tim Burton wants Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian to be a movie. And then I wrote it. Mm -mm. Here we go. Okay, uh, before you start. Yeah. 
That's one of those like things that's been passed down since like the '90s that the sequel is going to be called Beale Just Goes Hawaii. Yes, there have been Has many people ever been fucking confirmation it. from Tim Burton that that was like his thing. Geffen, like productions or whatever that like owns the rights to Beetlejuice and this has confirmed that it's a thing. Okay, I think okay. as of 2015, they still confirmed that it was in production. Yeah, they're in still like thinking about it. Uh, yeah, or not pre-production, but development. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, which is just like. Okay, guys, really, though, the Hawaiian thing? Anyway, I'm yeah. really stoked to see what Peter's got going on here, so let's check it out. All right. <clears throat> Synopsis. Night. An undisclosed Hawaiian island. A gathering of a tribe or a coven or whatever the focus group decides is the least offensive type of gathering for this situation <laughs> is chanting, spookily. The scene is sparsely lit, and it's as smoky as the budget would allow. As the chanting grows in volume, we can just barely make out what's being said. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Suddenly, the ground starts to shake, and a familiar form rises from the earth below. It's showtime! He shouts. It's none other than Beetlejuice, as portrayed by David Harbour. One of the members of the circle hands the disgusting spirit a brochure. It reads, Sunshine Villa. Beetlejuice smiles like the gross, rotting corpse he is. We cut to the building of the same name, built on the sacred land of the people who summoned Beetlejuice. The horridly expensive and intentionally shoddily built structure is the work of money-grubbing, clueless real estate mogul Charles Dietz, as portrayed by Jerry from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Can't get enough Jerry. I mean, he's a nice guy who doesn't get enough work, and he's not there for Jones. Um, Charles is once again a bachelor, having divorced his latest wife after she turned his 1977 Crown Victoria into a bidet for a bougie art installation. This didn't bother his daughter, Lydia Dietz, Millie Bobby Brown, as much as the sudden move to this tropical paradise, which is the pure antithesis to her goth proclivities. What? I was doing the Levin thing. Oh, yeah. Well, Sorry, I know everyone yeah. can see this. Me well, oh, is that, is that who the... Yeah. I put my hand out. Yeah, she's 11. Yeah, she's 11. Papa! And David Harbour is the sheriff. Yeah. Um, it's great. It's great casting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, as if on cue, and since this is a film, it is definitely on cue, some grossly buff blonde dude named Brad walks by with his girlfriend, Jessica. That's Jessica <laughs> with a C-H. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't mean Jessica? Yes, positive. Yes. Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. God, Brad, this new resort is just what this island needs. I know, Jessica. It has a pool with a swim-up margarita bar. It's fucking classy. Lydia vomits a little in her mouth, and then lets it dribble down her chin. Goss, am I right? She trudges off toward the beach, where she is suddenly accosted by two adult men, even though she is clearly a teenager. Hey lady, the name's Brad. When I'm not managing the Tommy Bahamas, I ride that sweet, sweet gnar. What's your name? Lydia says nothing. Vomit's still dripping down her chin. <laughs> Brad, can you believe this Henny is dissing me? I can't believe it either, Brad. It's messed up. Doesn't she know you're going to win the Arthur Fonzarelli Memorial Surf Race at the end of the week? The Arthur Fonzarelli Memorial Surf Race was an annual competition where surfers <laughs> raced among the waves over hordes of angry sharks to the finish line. The winners receive a generous cash prize, but are often eaten by sharks. The losers are often eaten by sharks. <laughs> As win-win. <laughs> Brad is the reigning champion, but Brad is a young, hip, up-and-comer with everything going for him. It's really anyone's game. 
Before anyone can go into more detail about the race, Lydia's teenage best friend, Helena Bonham Carter, as portrayed by Helena Bonham Carter, barges in. <laughs> For some reason, she's entirely rendered in CG and gives the whole movie an Uncanny Valley Polar Express vibe. Brad and Brad are surprisingly into this and increase the aggressiveness of their advances. Suddenly, the ground beneath the Brad starts shaking furiously. A giant fucking sandworm emerges behind them. Yeah. Like most muscle-bound hotheads, Brad and Brad are actually incredibly insecure children on the inside, so they flee immediately. Hello, ladies! Several beetles dribble out of his mouth. Get it? Get it? I get it. Good. Lydia kicks Beetlejuice right in the testicles. His eyes comically pop out of his head like an old Tex Avery cartoon. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter is surprisingly into this. Not missing a beat, Beetlejuice continues to try and woo the obvious teenagers because he's a gigantic fucking creep. Lydia has a plan. If Beetlejuice can manage to end her father's resort development so she can leave this island hell, she'll agree to go on a date with him. Lydia obviously will never actually go out with Beetlejuice, but he has no idea that that's, that's how it's going to go. He's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Beetlejuice scurries off into the distance. Helena Bonham Carter, also supposed to be a teenager, says something incredibly inappropriate about Beetlejuice. It's fucking gross. Back at the resort construction site, Mr. Dietz is overseeing vague plans and yelling about vague things that need to be done. He berates a decorator for using subpar lighting fixtures. He throws a full Mai Tai into a waiter's face. Why is there a waiter with a Mai Tai at a construction site? Island resorts, that's why. Suddenly, Beetlejuice's head pops out of one of the aforementioned lighting fixtures. His tongue springs forth out of his mouth and wraps itself around the whole room. Horrifying Christmas lights pop out of every pore of the now quarter-mile-long tongue, and sickly calliope music starts playing. Mr. Dietz looks Beetlejuice straight in the eye and says, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Beetlejuice's tongue is instantly snapped back into his head and he's catapulted up through the roof of the resort. He lands feet first into the sand of the beach. He makes some sort of joke about a sandworm in his pants because he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to a montage of Beetlejuice trying to scare away the staff of the Sunshine Villa Resort, only to be catapulted out repeatedly. He hides sentient fanged oranges in fruit baskets... He turns towels in the laundry room into folded-up rabid raccoons. He changes all the margarita into dental blood. Nothing works! Meanwhile, at the beach, Helena Bonham Carter and Lydia are being accosted by additional brads. Are they the same brads as before? Doesn't really matter. Helena is once again surprisingly into this. Suddenly, Beetlejuice lands beside them. Little cartoon birds circle around his head. Maybe I shouldn't have taken that left turn at Albuquerque. He mutters. The brads don't bat an eye at this and continue to accost the, again, teenagers with words. Aggressive words. Beetlejuice, being the kind of man with a paper-thin ego, springs back to life and desperately tries to woo the girls. He spins in a circle and is suddenly wearing a 1930s bodybuilder singlet. He flexes his arms, but they only do the classic flex and then wilt back and through his arm, you know... Like a slide whistle, yeah, yeah. 
You know what I'm talking about. You've seen, you seen a cartoon before. You've seen a cartoon before. And the guy deflexes and he don't got no muscle and it goes back through. Forget about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the bone just turns into jelly like a pencil when you <laughs> shake it around. And yeah. you, know, you do that thing. Like, How did you make it so jelly like that? The pencil's still regular pencil. <laughs> Optical illusions. <laughs> he said that. that. Uh, uh, Brad takes umbrage with this display and challenges BJ to an arm wrestling match. BJ agrees and severs his right hand and Brad's as well. A wrestling ring springs up from under the sand and the two severed hands take center ring. Beetlejuice's arm is sporting the Ric Flair robe and is mugging to the onlooking teenagers from the top turnbuckle. Brad's arm sits there motionless having no magical properties and no central nervous system to control its movements. Beetlejuice's arm pulls off a stunningly perfect Macho Man Randy Savage elbow drop before scoring the quick three count for the victory. BJ runs around and asks for high fives with his hand stump. Only Helena Bottom Carter obliges. Brad sits on the ground dead from blood loss. Beetlejuice, stop playing around and sabotage my father's stupid resort. I'm trying, doll, but they all know my secret. I can't get in three good spooks or scares before they send me back in. Excuse me, I couldn't help but over here. Are you perchance saying you wish to shut down the beach resort? Says Brad. Yes, you putz. Well, my daddy dearest happens to be the one funding that resort. What if we wanted to make things interesting? I'm listening. If you can beat me in the Arthur Fonzarelli Memorial Surf Race tomorrow, I'll get my dad to pull the funding. But if I win, I get to go on a date with her. Lydia, no longer really giving a shit, agrees to the arrangement. Cut to the following morning at the beachfront. The mayor of the town of Amity from Jaws steps forward to announce that the waters are indeed shark-infested and that they will be keeping the beach open for the 4th of July weekend. The crowd cheers loudly. He steps forward to announce the competitors. First, hailing from wherever this island's paradise is, last year's champion, Brad! Brad steps forward and flexes grossly. Next up, from the hollowed halls of whatever school is local to this area, it's last year's runner-up, Brad! (laughs) The crowd cheers furiously. Now, from the junior division, we have two of the most accomplished extreme sports athletes of the early 2000s. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Otto Rocket and Twister Rodriguez! Yes! (laughs) Man! Fuck yes. Man, that man, that man, Lars. <laughs> Otto and Twister begrudgingly step forward. They look over their shoulders to see Otto's father making a throat-cutting gesture, implying that they'll be in serious hot water if they don't win this race. Next up, it's an unnamed Swedish hunk whom, for reasons of convenience, we'll call Brad. The new Brad twists his head back and forth so his luscious locks shine with the brilliance of the morning sun. Several men, and few women, swoon. And last but not least, a disgusting rotting corpse! Beetlejuice steps forward and cheers for himself emphatically. He's wearing an old-style bathing suit, you know, one of the ones which is literally a suit. And he's sporting an old, moldy coffin door as a surfboard. (laughs) Wish me luck, Goyles! Helena Bonham Carter blows him a kiss. Lydia transfers all her contempt into a single gesture. A middle finger. He's flipping him off. Beetlejuice blows a kiss back, taking it as a compliment because he's a fucking slob. Gross. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's gross. No, yeah. one, no one's denying you that. Yeah. <clears throat> the rules to the race.
tricks are very simple. <laughs> the first person to surf their way around the buoy half a mile out and make it back to the beach first wins. If you're eaten by sharks or use any foul language, you'll be automatically eliminated. <laughs> That's some bullshit. Otto Rocket exclaims. The mayor motions to his goon squad, whom throw a black hood over Otto and cart him off to an undisclosed location. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he was never heard from again. Take him away. <laughs> Otto Rocket got git mode. That sucks. That's fucked up. Um, Racers, to your surfboards. The racers mount their boards, a starter pistol is fired, and the race begins. It's incredibly slow given that they're swimming directly against the waves and the current, both things surfboards are intended to ride with. Beetlejuice almost immediately sinks to the bottom of the ocean given that a coffin door is intended to provide an airtight seal for a body and not to be used as a flotation device. <laughs> Realizing that he doesn't need to breathe oxygen and that sharks have no interest in eating rotting flesh, he grabs his surfboard and starts running towards the buoy. The Swedish Brad takes an early lead but is summarily eaten by a shark. Right on his tail are the favorite Brad and then the underdog, Brad, Followed distinctly by Beetlejuice and Twister Rodriguez. Twister is completely unnerved and depressed by the sudden Guantanamo-style execution of his best friend. He decides that he really doesn't have the will to go on and jumps off his board into the shark-infested waters below. Little does Twister know that the only thing sharks hate to eat more than rotting flesh is obvious bee characters. Thus, they do not grant him the release of death. He doggy paddles in the surf and weeps. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Beetlejuice has managed to make up some ground. He just makes it past the buoy, but he can see both Brad and Brad are almost halfway back to the shore. Lydia and Helena look on at this with general indifference, you know, because the goths. Then suddenly, Helena has an idea. She shouts at the top of her lungs. Beetlejuice! 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 BJ is sent flying from the ocean floor right onto the beach. Beetlejuice wins! The crowd erupts with cheers. Brad and Brad are so shocked, they crash their surfboards into each other, sending them both into the mouths of hungry sharks. And then they all explode, right? I mean... Sure. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, add in my own two cents. Don't, don't yeah. worry about me. Uh, Beetlejuice parodies that one Oscar speech from the mid-90s excessively. You like me. You really, really like me. He blows kisses and bugs and snot and whatever go every which way. What a charming character. Hey, Lydia, baby, since I held up my end of the bargain, let's go on our date. Lydia points out into the sea where both Brads are being consumed by sharks. Uh, Brad kind of needs to be alive to pull up his end of the bargain, so that's going to be a no for me, BJ. Beetlejuice starts comically ripping the hair out of his head and screams bloody murder. Helena taps Beetlejuice on the shoulder. It's been you all along, hasn't it? Helena starts weeping. She nods, yes. Helena Bonham Carter and Beetlejuice kiss deeply, while Kokomo blasts loudly in the background. Lydia Dietz walks off into the sea until she is completely submerged. She is never seen again. Roll credits. <laughs> yeah! Uh, points for Helena Bonham Carter. Points for yeah. Twister Rodriguez. Yeah. Points for Hawaii. Hawaii, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thoroughly, you know, got everything in there, you know. Pierre's a penchant uh, for making the most plausible, like, sequels or, like, supplementary, like, movies to the movies we cover. So I think we just call it Plausible Peter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they even had, like, a, a plausible thing. Yeah, yeah. 
We even had like a uh, uh, like a, a surf contest, which is like perfect. Yeah, that would it's fucking be, that, great. That yeah. would be like the major, you know, promise of the premise kind of moment that, yeah. that would happen in Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. Yeah. Uh, Which is such yeah. a fucking derpy... It's, it's, it's like, that's so like, dumb. It's like, so fucking dumb. It's I can't the, believe they were actually going to make this. It's the title I was, like, They spoofing. still might, Peter. They <laughs> still, still might. It's been in production for 28 years. It's, they still it's might. It's like the title I was spoofing, saying, like, uh, sex is gr- big vacation yeah, adventure. Yeah, it is exactly like, that. It exactly that. Exactly the that. second one, it's like, whoa! Like, the, you, you just imagine the box art. They're on a surfboard. Yeah. And like whoa! They, like, whoa! It's yeah. like, it's Beetlejuice on a surfboard with a lay, with a Mai Tai with sunglasses. And it's, a, and it's like a long board and, then, and they're all on it together. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's god. it. Fucking that damn it. it. Oh my god, that's it. Exactly. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, oh, man. also, Perfect. wanted to make it very clear, it's a surf race, not a surf contest. Oh, vaca- oh. Because vacation. surfboards are not useful for racing in the slightest. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. Good job. Good job, Peter. Yeah, yeah but uh, Rotten, Tom- Rotten Tomato score, critics, 24%. I don't that destroys the legacy and memory of the first film. I'd rather die. I'd rather just not make it. I'd rather just throw the whole thing away than make something that pays no respect and doesn't live up even close to the legacy of the first film. Seth Graham Smith, actual writer of the proposed sequel to Beetlejuice. Dude, wait, where? what year did that quote come out? Like not, that came on like two thousand something. I remember like seeing, they've been trying to do this again. I, I, I don't understand I, why they're just ugh. keep trying to make Beetlejuice go Hawaiian. Dead serious. I, I semi recall like seeing a video interview, the video interview that that quote came from with mm. this guy. Like yeah. like 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 he's like the writer or the the proposed proposed writer. writer. Yeah. yeah. No, that's hella familiar to me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, no. That's that's totally fine. Uh, audience score, 89%. It had a swim-up margarita bar. Tommy Bahama, USA. <laughs> <laughs> the Lazy River, yeah. Budget. <laughs> Everybody walk the dinosaur. God, fuck you, Desmond. God damn it. I, oh, that song. I have such a complicated relationship with that song. Uh, budget, $190 million. Had to pay for all those real sharks somehow. Expected gross profit, $520 million. Actual gross profit, $800 million. Against all odds, it's a box office hit. Trivia. Michael Keaton filed several restraining orders against the producers of this film. Helena Bonham Carter took six years to finish her mocap. Tim Burton originally considered reusing his Planet of the Apes script to see if anyone would notice. No one would have. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, that is Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Uh, Hel- Helena Bonham Carter and Tim Burton just look more and more alike as time goes on. <laughs> just, uh, I think they're separated now. They actually. are separated now. Well, but they were never married. They're never married. Technically. Smart. Really. Well, they were... Um, to be, to be, they to were be com- famous. They were common law married because in the state of California, if you live in the same residency with just one other person for eight years, you become common law married. Um, really? Yeah. But it has to be the same house? No. Oh. This would be the same residence. Jesus. What do you mean the same? Yeah, that's the same. That's what I meant. No. You mean you live in the same residence. Yeah, Exclusively with that one other person. Oh, okay. Okay, interesting. You're just contemplating. You're doing math in your head right now? I'm trying to figure it out. But hey, let's not (laughs) talk about that. Let's not dox ourselves on our own podcast here. Ba-do-ba-do-boo-boo. 
Hell yeah, Peter. Well, great job. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed writing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. we did. And so Hilarious. we did the prequel, I guess. Yeah. Um, fucking coy. I have the remake. Uh, Jeez, sequel. Yeah. yeah we're, and yeah, yeah. Desmond says the remake. Yeah. Thanks, Des. Um, I just so, take the piss out. I'm sorry. I'm, no, that's all right. In agro Des mode. I have low blood sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Do well, you? let's gear up for it. And here we go. All right, guys, we're at the remake. We're going to close out this Halloween haunt in style with your boy, Desi B. <laughs> Somebody stop me. No, really. Stop me. I'm a danger to myself and others. Uh, well, we'll talk about that after mm-hmm. we're done recording. Mm. Title, Beetlejuice Reanimated. Tagline, say the name. Director, Tim Burton. <laughs> he would. He had to remake his own fucking movie. Uh, yeah, well. He totally would. I'm hoping Note, for... imagine this animated in the style of the Beetlejuice cartoon series. Oh, great. Okay. I expected as much. I'm Synopsis. Looking forward to it. Salem, 1693. Oh, God damn it already. <laughs> A disheveled man is escorted to the gallows. The entire town watches on, throwing rotten fruit and excrement. A woman in the crowd pegs the accused man in the back of the head with a tomato that explodes into a soupy mess. The man turns around, his face somewhat familiar. Hey, I'm walking here! It's Beetlejuice, voiced by Brendan Small. (laughs) On his way to be hung for accusations of witchcraft. He scratches himself and makes rude gestures. Judge Pilgrim speaks. Mr. Beetlejuice. Hey, come on, man. That's Beetlegeist. Uh, it's German. You really gonna get it wrong in a man's last walk? <laughs> Silence. I hereby sentence you to death for undeniable proof of collusion with a witch. Okay, hold up. Number one, you say colluding. I say lay with. I don't know what that lady gets up to in her spare time, but I'll tell you what she got into with me. And... That sure as hell wasn't no spell casting. Catch my drift. <laughs> this podcast is fine art. <laughs> fine art. Bill just winks and makes dry hump gestures and cackles. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, even if that lady was a witch, and I'm not saying that she was, who cares? Witches are cool as shit. Double, double toil and trouble, all that shit. It's just a stereotype. You ever take a sec to maybe talk to a witch? I mean, besides this guy. Bill just motions to Giles Corey. That's a Crucible reference, and history reference, for those who don't get it. I did some research. Oh, well, look at you. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) A witch ain't no different from you and I that eat, sleep, fight, and fuck. Your soul is corrupt. Only through death may you be purged. Have you any last words, Mr. Fatal Goose? Beelgeous smirks. It's showtime. The gallows trap door opens. Beelgeous's neck is snapped, but only kind of half snapped. He screams and wriggles around for another five minutes, much to the uh, discomfort of the rest of the audience. Yeah. Present day. Cool as fuck goth girl Lydia Dietz, Zendaya, wishes her nice. parents Charles and Delia, Idris Elba, and Charlize Theron. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you have the coolest parents. <laughs> Goodbye as they leave for Europe. Okay, my dear. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> Lock the doors. For the love of gosh, eat something green. <laughs> and please, Lydia, no parties. If any of my artwork is broken when we return, I swear. Come on, Mom, you can trust me. I'm just gonna eat some pizza, watch movies, maybe hang out with the Maitlands. Lydia, leave those people alone. Our, 
arrangement is inconvenient enough. They don't need a teenager pestering them all the time. It's fine, Mom, really. We're friends. Lydia kisses her parents goodbye, and she walks up her steps into her awesome hilltop abode. Adam! Barbara! They're gone! Out of thin air, two ghosts appear. Adam and Barbara Maitland, Jonathan E. Depp, and Helena Bonham Carter. Ah! Ah, it's so on the nose. John John Depp does not look well. <laughs> he looks as if he has shingles. The rum's gone. <laughs> no, Adam, my parents are gone. So let's get on with the plan. I really want to thank you guys. This Halloween party is going to be legit. I mean, real ghosts? No one's going to believe it. No problem, sweetheart. It's fun to flex the ghostly muscle every once in a while and scare some teens. The next few hours fly by as Lydia and the Maitlands prepare for the guests. Refreshments, streamers, all that crap. Finally, the doorbell rings. Lydia opens the door to her fellow 11th grade classmates. Mean as fuck, it girl, Claire Brewster, Chloe Grace Morenz. Nice. Leads the pack. This better be good, Lydia. There's a kegger down by the quarry. So if this shindig sucks, don't think for one second I won't leave. Oh, just you wait. Yeah, you got that quarry in there. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. The synchronicity. It happens yeah. every week. It happens every oh, the, that, the synchronicity that I don't know about. Never yeah, mind. go ahead. No, yeah, you haven't true. Seen. Yeah, you wouldn't. I wasn't here. <laughs> go ahead. The night goes on with awkward socializing and underage drinking. Barbara begins the fright fest with sheet ghost shenanigans. Everyone kind of just ignores it. Adam then floats around, detaches his own head, and pumps it. Not a single person notices. They make lights flicker, the house tremble, even stage a hanging in the bathroom. Nothing. The kids are just too damn desensitized. Lydia meets with the Maitlands in the top floor bedroom that the ghost couple resides in. What gives, you guys? This isn't scaring anyone for shit. Uh, we could falsify some pregnancy tests and leave them around. That'll give them a fright. What? No! Can't you guys, like, possess anyone? Make the walls bleed? Turn into a demon? Hmm, I'm not sure about that. Barbara slips open the handbook for the recently deceased. She flips through the guide. Mm, doesn't seem our ghoul level is high enough. Ugh, you guys are useless. People are already leaving. Barbara looks genuinely apologetic. We're sorry, Lydia. I guess we'll just have to leave you to it. Barbara and Adam then float through the ceiling, out of the room. Barbara forgets to grab the handbook. Lydia notices it almost immediately. She grabs it and speeds through the pages frantically until finally coming to a page of interest. Her face lights up and she smirks. She rushes around to the windows and closes the curtains. She begins to recite a passage from the book. Though I know I should be wary, still I venture someplace scary. Ghostly haunting I turn loose. Beetlejuice! 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 The room begins to tremble, and a vortex in the middle of the room appears. Out spews Beetlejuice, the demon from the book, screaming like a banshee. Whoa! Ten thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck! <laughs> <laughs> the ghoul leers over at Lydia. Hey, how you doing? He lights a cigarette. So, what will it be to us? Uh, who, who am I going to kill? Uh, you mean to possess a child? Uh, oh, please, come on, say this. Because, I mean, The Exorcist is one of my favorite movies. No, no, I won't be necessary at all. I'm having a Halloween party. The two ghosts that live here are lame as shit, and I need someone who will send everyone screaming. The book said that was you. Well, the book said right, Toots. I mean, I am the ghost of the most. But I mean, you sure I can't kill anyone? 
Please don't. Well, all right then. It's showtime. Beetlejuice snaps. We cut to an exterior shot of the house. We hear horrific noises, flashing lights, blood-curdling screams. Whatever is happening in that fucking house is absolutely terrifying. After a slight delay, every single person from the party runs out of that house for their dear life. We cut back inside. Beetlejuice is dusting himself off and smoking again. Lydia looks at him blankly, in shock. I I don't think I can ever sleep again. (laughs) Well, ain't that the point? Now, about my payment... Beetlejuice bumps Lydia into a closet and then locks the door with his finger that has morphed into a key shape. He tears the finger off and swallows it. Sorry, babe. It's Halloween, and us ghosts need a place to party! With Lydia locked into the closet, Beetlejuice floats outside to the telephone pole, grabbing a wire and electrocuting himself. He starts to emit a ghostly wave. He starts broadcasting a message for ghosts around the world to hear. Attention! Calling all ghosts, ghouls, specters, and spirits, creepies, crawlies, beasties, and baddies! We see several spooky creatures sitting in their homes listening to BJ's message on ghostly radios. It's Halloween night, and you know what that means? Time to rock this bitch and party the fuck down! So head on down to the old Maitland place and get this monster mash started! Beetlejuice returns to normal, sits in the living room armchair for mere seconds, glances at his watch, and then someone bangs on the door. Beetlejuice magically swings it open. Ghoulish partygoers pour in, led by Ghost Rodney Dangerfield. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shish! Where is everyone? What kind of party is this? Is it a funeral? Yeah, nice one, says Monkey Bone, now perched on Ghost Rodney Dangerfield's shoulder. Casper's uncles, Stretch, Stinky, and Fatso fly in. (laughs) Ghost Bill Pullman is with them and just kind of on the phone in an argument with his girlfriend. (laughs) Stretch greets Beetlejuice. Well, hey, BJ. Thanks for having us. He's bone back. Got any food in this joint? I know Fatso is jonesing. Yeah, I'm a diabetic. The ghostly trio laughs uncontrollably. (laughs) Yeah, you boys help yourselves whatever you want. I got it. Bruce Willis walks in with Freddy Krueger. Hey, hey, yeah, 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 I'm here. Yeah, I see dead people fucking everywhere. <laughs> oh, this place is fucking tacky. These people have no taste. These curtains are just plain loud. Said Freddy. <laughs> Gomez Adams, Zool, King Boo, Thriller Michael Jackson, Space Ghost, and countless others pour into the room. The party gets rowdy quick as the dance floor forms. You wouldn't think ghosts would be as on the nose as to have a dance party to Monster Mash, but they do. Fucking over and over. (laughs) (laughs) That's the jam. It's it's a midnight smash. Lydia eventually breaks her way out of the closet and looks on in horror as chaos erupts into her home. Inky, Blinky, Winky, and Clyde run around the hallways, (laughs) knocking over Delia's sculptures. Lydia tries to get control of the situation, even calling out Beetlejuice, who just ignores her as he unsuccessfully tries to flirt with Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Imhotep does a keg stand. <laughs> the mummy? Yeah, the mummy. <laughs> Arnold Vuslu. Yeah. Lydia retreats to the upstairs floor to find the Maitlands. She opens the door only to find Caligula. Ah. Oh, 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 Jesus! Get out of here! Caligula begins to leave the room. <laughs> He grabs and drags it down the stairs. Adam, Barbara, I'm sorry I called you guys lame. I really need your help. 
The couple answers. What were you thinking, Lydia, reading from that book? You could have got yourself killed. I know. I just wanted to throw an epic party, but now all my classmates are seriously traumatized, and my house is infested with dead people. No offense. I don't know what we can do, Lydia. Scaring off the living is our area of expertise. Jason Voorhees made polenta. I'm going to go do that. Adam goes downstairs to the party. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Come on, Barbara. There must be someone we can call. We cut to the Ecto-1, speeding down a dark highway. Right, Ray stands is watching a PKE meter. Abnormal traces of paranormal activity due west, boys. Wow-wee! Says Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. Uh, oh, can't wait to earn my stripes, boys. Winston leans into Zorg. Look, rookie. Don't get cocky. Look alive out there. And don't cross the streams. The Ghostbusters, now titled the New Busters, and you, Busters. Ah! Oh. Ah! Dude... <laughs> Now titled the New Busters, due to Harold Ramis' death and Bill Murray's insistence on being a hipster asshole and refusing to participate, arrive at Lydia's house. They get out of the car, ghost trap in hand. Ray and Winston begin to fire their proton packs on the house, seemingly zapping the ghosts into the trap. Without any notice, an overzealous Zorg comes running out of the car, firing his pack, only to trip on his own gimp leg, accidentally crossing the streams. The three new busters implode almost instantly, <laughs> leaving a soupy mess of blood and guts. Oh, jeez. And shattering the ghost trap into pieces. Even more ghosts now join the party, Slimer included. <laughs> Lydia and Barbara watch in horror from the upstairs window. Just then, a creepy limo rolls up to the house. And out steps Jack Skellington! Ooh. Yes, it is I, Jack the Pumpkin King! Thank you so much for coming to my party. Thank you, thank you. The other guests all crowd around him. He's very popular in ghostly circles. <laughs> oh, hey, who invited him? How, how the fuck are you arrive late and act like this whole thing is on you? Oh, hello there, Beetlejuice. Almost didn't see you there. Oh, uh, hey, Jack. Good to see you. How's Sally doing? Uh, she's a great-looking girl, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, Sally and I are currently separated. We need a time apart, but it's all good. She's dating and, you know, living and... Oh, really? Well, uh, you know, my yeah, might number, you know what I'm saying? No. And she's not coming here, Beetlejuice. Now fetch me a drink and take my coat. Jackie boy's here to get laid. Beetlejuice floats off, defeated. He then sits down next to Lydia and Barbara. Yeah, yeah, I know, I'm a big a-hole. I used you to throw a big bash for all my friends and got shut up by that stupid fucking pumpkin king. He's such a jerk. Everyone's always like, gee, Jack, how you stay so fit? He's a fucking skeleton. All this hot topic deal just, just reinforces negative body image issues. We see Jack downstairs dancing perfectly in sync with Michael Jackson, the crowd loving every fucking second. <laughs> no, no, I get it. I try to use my undead friends to impress my classmates. I guess deep down we all just want to be popular. Hey, ain't that the truth. Hey, I know a way we can get them all out of here. Beetlejuice's hand turns into a phone, and he makes a call. Downstairs, Jack plays the Cheers theme on the piano, and everyone looks on. Oh, Jack is such a great guy. Life of every party. Says Peter Laurie to Vincent Price. Just then a wormhole opens to the desert. Outpours a horrific beast, a sandworm, with Death himself, the Grim Reaper, riding atop it. Death jumps off his saddle and walks to the center of the living room. 
The sandworm squirms around and hisses. Death takes off his hood. It's Sabretooth. <laughs> well, 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 what we have here? My invitation get lost in the mail? The crowd stays silent. Well, so whose gathering is this? Everyone points to Jack. For my party? No, 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 wait, Death. You, you have to understand. There's no way I would have a party and not, not invite you. Death. What do you know about Death? Death grabs Jack's face, recites some demonic-sounding words as Jack relives his most terrible moments of his life, then crumbles to the floor and turns to dust. And let that be a lesson to the lot of you. Don't go having parties without me, or else there ain't gonna be no afterlife for you. Now excuse me. Fucking Miller time. <laughs> the party then continues. Beetlejuice slides over to Lydia. Hey, really sorry for all the trouble, Liz. Anything I can do for you? Well, yeah, there is one thing. Lydia slowly levitates to the top of the room as she and all the other monsters dance to shake, 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 Senyara. The end. Yeah. Hey! Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right, um, I must say, um, you have a very fine Beetlejuice. You have a very fine Idris Elba. Didn't yeah, you man. could do that. <laughs> Impressions are on point. Yeah. Thank you. It's a lot of yeah. fun to listen to. Yeah. Just wondering which ghost thing is going to show up next. It was, it was, it was, all the ghosts. Yeah, it was, it was fucking all of them. <laughs> that, was, that was great. Yeah, so, no, so, it was. So, uh, I had another thing that I like, wrote like last week over a couple days. I deleted all that shit and <laughs> wrote this last night. Yeah, yeah, well, good right. job. Right, right. And good like, job. this is so Sometimes, much better. You know, in the creative world, you, you you just gotta eat your children, is what they say. You know, you just gotta throw it out, throw the baby out with the bathwater, and then you go outside where the bathwater is now sinking into the ground, but there's still a baby there, and you eat that. You eat, baby. You eat the baby. Uh, so the, the only thing that survived from the original thing I wrote was the beginning thing that is. Doesn't come back around in any way, but Beetlejuice on trial in Salem. Yeah, that's oh, not good. God, I know. Good, good to set it up. So know. on point, like so, like on the nose. Yeah, come like, on, I'm just sleeping with a witch. I like the fuck. Whatever. But yeah, what what does it cost to make a movie like this? And how was it received? Rotten Tomatoes score: critics, seventy-eight percent. A graveyard smash, indeed. Tim Burton brings the laughs and the frights yet again in a remake of his own fucking movie. Jack. Jackson H, Paris, Texas. Fifty <laughs> percent audiences. Elvira isn't a ghost. Marsha B, Smithville, Ohio. <laughs> it's like an ultimate. But she would, media. you know, be hanging around, rubbing elbows. I could see yeah. it, you know, whatever. Still she's, active. She's, she's, she's just like Lydia active. can see them. Yeah, you know, so yeah. If, you know, if Lydia's stranger than usual, then so is Elvira. There's some of them that can see him, but um, they're all women. And, uh, you know, it's that medium thing. You know. <laughs> so, I, I would count that as a superpower. That is not a dig, okay? No. You, know, no that's, that's... you can create a life. You're closer to the other side. That's all I'm saying. So the budget was $60 million. Expected gross profit, $150 million. Actual gross profit, none. Unfortunately, the film goes way over budget with its hand-drawn animation. And much of the supplementary funding comes from drug money. An ongoing investigation is still underway. <laughs> All signs point to a food fight type situation. Oh, no. But like with ghosts instead of you know, Charlie Tuna. <sighs> and that's it. Yeah. Happy Halloween, folks. Happy yes, Halloween. Yes. Come on, guys. Give it up for ourselves. We've had a whole 
month of just Halloween. the scariest imaginable content. I mean, yeah, we while had... While still maintaining an edge of humor, but I would say overall... Very scary. Just terrifying. Yeah, we had uh, Matthew Blackheart, which yeah. was scary. <laughs> um, had, that's had, a scary movie. We had Shaun of the Dead, which was scary. Yeah, that was also yeah. really scary. We had a best of episode, which clip shows, you know, scariest episode ever. That's so scary. It's scary because <laughs> you feel cheated. Yeah. yeah. They're like, I expected more original content, so I just got more of what I already knew. But it was good because there was some know. original content, but it was mostly not. Yeah, yeah. I like to, I like to, like, like go off the idea that if you're still listening to this show, which people you definitely people, are, yeah, people are. definitely are, um, that you enjoy us. So I think. Sans story or not, you know, I think you probably just like a little, little something. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. So. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to give a quick shout out. Go ahead. Yeah. To this guy that I've been talking to on Reddit all day about Shiny Time Station. That's badass. <laughs> if you're listening, you that, rock. That is so on brand for you, Desmond. <laughs> it's like not surprised. I like didn't bat an eye at that at all. I, I mean, like, yeah. we are we are headed you know right down the tracks into Train Vember. So, yeah, train you know, Vember. You just decided it's <laughs> it's not. And it's you know it's not a bit. I've been talking to this dude about Shiny Time. I know it's not a bit. I believe you. No, I believe. We're like friends now. Desmond, that is the least surprising thing you've told me today. (laughs) Well. Well. That was a great episode. I agree. This has been one for the record books. The creepy, scary Halloween record books. Hey, um, stop me if I'm being presumptuous, but is that portal forming the throbbing plasma layer at the precipice of this world in the endless chasm and expanding a creepy layer of intelligent ooze onto the carpet? No, it's just happy to see you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a. Uh, uh, I am uh, working on the housebreaking thing. I'm sorry about that. I'll I'll get it. I'll get it. Or uh, actually, Desmond, do you, do you mind? Do I mind? What the fuck does that mean? Well, I mean, just in you're you're closer. I mean, you already ha- and you already have the bucket. So I just figured. You just figured I would do it. Yeah. No, I get it. Get the man with one foot in the grave already to get down in the mud and clean it up for you. Wouldn't want to upset the bright future you two have ahead of you, would I? Oh man, why you gotta bring me into this? Must be nice. Must be real nice for you two to be all carefree and shit. Meanwhile, I'm terrified to go to the fucking bathroom like a normal person because future yous came out of this fucking portal and told me I gotta shit in buckets and bowls for the rest of my life. Do you have any idea what that does to a man? No. 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 Of course yous don't. But you know what I'm gonna do? Do what I should have done weeks ago. Desmond, you got that crazy look in your eye. Don't do anything foolish, Des. Foolish. Like open up a fucking portal, foolish. Oof. Well, you got you there. Got me? It's your fucking portal, Scott. Not for long. Because I'm going to unplug that portal right fucking now. Go into the bathroom and take a huge regular shit in the toilet. Desmond, wait. The portal has to power down first. Desmond, that's a live wire. This week on Desmond, Desmond, Desmond. Get your hand out of that cookie jar, Watson. Not fuck with me. You do not know what I am capable of. Watch out, everyone. America's sweetheart coming through. 
Don't miss Desmond, Desmond, Desmond. Some wormholes shouldn't exist. In the fifth dimension, there is no should, only raw potential. I'm Desi B. I'm Desmond Ports. And I'm D2, the mighty Des. And welcome to Desmond, 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 the show where we do what, Des? We take Desmonds that don't have Desmonds, Desmonds, or Desmonds, and we bake them up and perform them for you. I'm really happy to have all you guys here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good old times riding cars with the boys, having a little jack of booze or two, talking fucking hard politics. It's great to see you guys. Glad to be here. D2, haven't seen you in a few years, but I think about you every time I look in the mirror. Desi B, have you met D2? He's my clone. That's so rad! I just want to say that. I, I, I know it's been a while since D2's been in circulation. And I'm really sorry for all the pain I caused you and your families. It's, it's just that, as a clone, I'm naturally inclined to kill. And kill, I will. Well, D2, I'm America's sweetheart, Desi B, in the place to be. Right now, we're going to be riding cars with the boys, getting coffee with fucking sugar. Hey, D2, let me ask you something. Why are you staring at me like that? I will have blood. <laughs>